Okay, so this is episode number two. Number two. <laughs> of our podcast series. I think yesterday we decided on a name. Yeah, what was it? I can't <laughs> Somebody say something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you've likely seen that we decided on a name because it's in the title. <laughs> but uh, we're really excited that we have thought of a name and we can quit arguing about it slash Jamie torturing me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if you missed our first episode, you can find that on our YouTube channel where we post them. It's Tinsley Trials. And then you can find it, of course, anywhere you find podcasts. Usually, it's just the first episode. So, not a lot to scroll through <laughs> since we're on episode number two. But uh, today we thought we'd deep dive a little bit into a topic that I have not as much knowledge on as Jamie, which is... First of all, room. <laughs> But only because I've been dating Brad since right. 2011. Right. Yeah, so... And when you were dating, online dating wasn't a huge... No, well, it was, it was still kind of taboo. Yeah. So online dating is the topic, obviously. But when... Basically, like, I was single from about, like, February of 2000. 11 until Brad and I started dating in October of that year. Mm -hmm. So there was just like this brief window of time where I was like kind of on the dating scene, but for like half of that time, I was just trying to get Brad to date me. Right. <laughs> and so, like, Plenty of Fish was out there. That was one of the ones mm -hmm. that was out there, and people were on, and I, and I had a Plenty of, Plenty of Fish profile. And then, like, Zeus or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that one. I, don't, I think they still have, like, an app. I don't know. That, it, that was, like, the thing. It was an app. It yeah. was, like, the first, like, app. But it wasn't very successful because it was set up, like, a dating, like, website. But people kind of wanted to use it. Like, people use Tinder more for, like, hookups and, like, mm -hmm. casual things. So that was an interesting time. But I only really would use those for a few months. And the vast majority of it was people just, like wanting to hook up. It was not like people looking genuinely for dates. Yeah. So since 2011 I have zero experience. I'm so curious that we've talked about this. I'm so curious yeah. about like what that environment is like. Especially because like I don't know a lot of like plus size women who are single. Most of the women I know that are plus size are married or have a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so they're not using these apps and they have no experience with them either. Yeah. So like I'm just like, I wonder what that experience is like for a plus size woman. Mm -hmm. But I know you have a pretty unique experience also because you're a plus size man mm -hmm. and you're also gay. So it's like a whole, whole hullabaloo right. <laughs> of fun, right. I'm sure. So when did you first start like experiencing the online dating world? How old were you? Probably around 19 is when I started. Wow. It was like out of high school. Yeah. Because I'd always heard of like the apps and stuff like that. Uh, one of the bigger ones, at least here, and most, I would say most around, is Grindr. That's kind of the biggest one. Okay. For gay men, mm -hmm. is the biggest one. And a lot of people, <laughs> it's, I mean, all these apps are, I mean, like you said, it was, they're dating apps. Right. But that's not what people use them for. <laughs> <laughs> At all. Say, Mom! <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even that. I mean, because, I mean, we live 
in the middle of nowhere. Especially right now. Yeah. We didn't grow up in the middle of nowhere, but now we really live in the middle of nowhere. So it's kind of harder, especially for um, gay men to, to like find another gay person right. without going somewhere, because there's no bars like that here in a park. And the one that was most likely like that is closed down now, so it's like not possible to meet anybody. Right. But yeah, I started using it, um, and that was kind of like I ripped the band-aid off and just let like, everything happen. <laughs> that was that time. Um, that's really the only one I, I use Tinder too, but I mean, they're not like it's not that exciting, right? To be honest with you, I mean it's, I mean you get the occasional hookup every now and then, mm-hmm. but then it's like long periods. Well, especially and. For someone who is bigger, mm-hmm. it's not as easy trying to hook up with somebody. <laughs> not as fun. <laughs> yeah, because there are a lot of conceited asshole guys out there <laughs> that, unless you're like like a rock hard body and you look like you just walked out of like a Calvin Klein ad, <laughs> they're not going to give you the time of day. Which you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own type. <laughs> like stuck up assholes so. <laughs> um, but yeah I mean I'm too excited about it honestly right it's, it honestly is kind of depressing sometimes <laughs> That's what, that was kind of my next, next question so like does it like because the experiences aren't great because I know like you've had some like odd experiences with men that mm-hmm. you've met through these apps like does it almost like is it almost counterproductive is it almost like something that makes it feel harder to be single because of how people are on the app? Well, I don't know, but I mean, it's just, it, it doesn't put a lot of faith into like finding an actual relationship. I mean, right. it, it, I don't know, it's just, it's really weird. I just, and honestly, I don't know if I'd want to find an actual relationship off of one of these apps because some of the people are kind of creepy. <laughs> Maybe Tinder, just because Tinder you get a little bit more detail into the profile. Okay. Whereas Grinder, it's like, I mean, you get their a age. Picture. Well, you get their age. You can be as detailed as you want in the profile, but. Most people aren't. Yeah. Uh, well, there are a lot of like creepy, creepy married men. And it's just like, yeah, he clearly has the demons even to work out. True. So. You know what but, we didn't do? What? We said we were going to switch our chairs out today. Oh, we didn't. Now we can't. I know. <laughs> Fucking continuity. <laughs> God damn it. Now you said that my ass hurts already. <laughs> oh, God damn it. We're sitting on these kitchen chairs that are just like wooden kitchen chairs. If you're not watching. It's like the worst idea ever. <laughs> they're just... They're just, horrible. They're not very comfortable. And I'm like, I'm realizing we're only like seven and a half minutes into this podcast. And it's like, dick. So I guess we could. I mean... We could take a hiatus and BRB <laughs> with new chairs. Let's do that, because I don't want to sit for the next 50 minutes. Without <laughs> <laughs> a comfy chair. So, if y'all wonder what happens, it's we're getting new chairs. Getting new chairs. <laughs> oh my lord. Just, just a little. <laughs> there. <laughs> getting adjusted. It's <laughs> a little complicated. Here. What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about how many. Oh, you were saying, you know, you're not sure you want a relationship 
with guys from the app. But do you want a relationship at all? It, I go back and forth every goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, yeah. I'm only 23. Granted, I mean, you're married. But, I don't know. I, I am... I got Okay, so I got married at 23. Yeah. But, like... Hello? Come in. I got married at 23, but... It was not my intention ever when I got married at 23 to put that standard on everyone else in my life. Well, right. I don't right. know. I was looking at you guys and being like, okay, I have to, I have to get, get married. married. <laughs> I have to get married tomorrow. <laughs> or else my life won't be complete. I'm just, I mean, as of right now, I mean, I don't really see a relationship right now. I mean, I'm not really talking to anybody either. So, right. um, you also kind of have a lot to focus on because you, you work yeah. part time. And you go to school full time, mm -hmm. and got bills to pay. You got bills to pay. Also, yeah, it's just like one more thing that I really don't want to have to keep track of, <laughs> or like, just I don't want to deal with it. You make it sound like you make it sound like an animal. Oh, it, honestly, <laughs> like a pet. <laughs> it's just one more thing I'd have to keep track. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just yeah, I don't know. If the right guy came along. Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah, especially not in Emporia. Yeah. Plus, I don't know if I'd want to date someone in college. Because I don't know where we're going. Oh, that's fair. I, I don't know where I'm going to end up. And I don't want to have to... I don't really want to have to, like, ask them where they're going and be like... Oh, but I'm going over here. There's this great job opportunity over right. here. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't know. I still have, like, two years left at school, so. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, get serious with somebody now and then in two years move completely away. So it's like, I don't know. That just doesn't sound appealing to me. <laughs> well, we touched on this a little bit yesterday. <clears throat> kind of, but dating as a gay man being plus size is basically a, a hellhole. Yeah. Because the community is not super great. But it seems like you like casually seeing people is much easier versus like an actual relationship it's like do you think people s like see plus size men in the gay community and they're like oh they're fine to like hook up with but they're not like permanent relationship goals no i don't i don't really see that i it's i mean it's kind of the opposite um i mean people don't really want to hook up with if you are trying to hook up with someone and they are also if they aren't plus size and anything mm -hmm. like that it's harder to do that oh. I mean and it is easier to hook up with guys that are like you're the same size I mean right. basically like a duplicate of yourself but I think that's the same in the heterosexual community right um, but it just Bigger presence known in every podcast. It is now tradition. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's no matter what. I just think being plus size. I mean, every you can find your niche. Oh, I okay. mean, <laughs> Midwest America in the middle of nowhere is not the place to do it. I mean, <laughs> college, it's a little different depending on where you go. You can usually find. I mean, since we are still in the middle of nowhere, maybe if we were like closer to like. Um, I don't want to say like specific schools, 
But like closer to like popular, more popular schools and stuff like that, right? Yeah, more, more liberal schools. schools. Yeah. It'd probably be easier. Or obviously, if you were on either coast, that's kind of right. <laughs> where the gays gravitate towards. <laughs> so. They like the ocean, and they like each other, so they gravitate. Yeah, and so it's 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 just kind of I don't know. I mean, you and the really jacked up thing about some of these apps is, I mean, you can specifically put in what you're looking for, mm -hmm. which is helpful and not really helpful, because, mm -hmm. I mean, you can specifically block people out of your profile that have these certain characteristics and these kind of oh. things. So it's like... Eh. So it's like not giving, like, if someone, for instance, like, say you specifically said you're only looking for, like, rock hard abs and, like, athletic right. bodies, you wouldn't see anyone that didn't meet those qualifications. Correct. Yeah. So that kind of limits the possibility of, like, hey, maybe the person you're supposed to spend your life with doesn't look like you or look like your ideal human being. Right. And that's that's the thing. I mean, like, mm -hmm. you can't... And it's it's these apps are just so surface. Mm -hmm. It's... And that's such a corny and cliche thing to say, right. but it's like, you don't know what who this person actually is. True. And I, I mean, I've done the same thing. I mean, I can be a conceited person too, but it's, I don't know why I still have them on my phone, to be quite honest, because it's like, I have to delete them every, like, few months or so, just because it's just, like, too much, mm -hmm. too much of, like, a horrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just have to, like, get rid of it, because it's... Well, and kind of like what sparked my interest in this conversation with you about online dating is because of what happened to me yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yesterday I posted a photo to Instagram and um, it's just, it's just like a selfie. It's like, it's really not that much. I edited it a little, but like, it's, it's not, I don't even feel like it's the best picture I've ever taken. But like, for some reason, it's like kind of blowing up in a way that none of my other pictures have. And this, like, I use hashtags when, and I'm, and I'm proud to use hashtags, you know, I'll, I'll put a hashtag for plus size or plus size fashion or, or even like SSBBW or whatever, like any of those things. And, um, not because I'm like, oh, come and like say horrible things to me or because like, I want you to like DM me, like that's not why, but it's to get more people with similar interests mm -hmm. towards my information and towards my profile. That's what hashtags were created for. Yeah. And that's how I use them. And so yesterday, Jamie knows the story because they happen at like 1130 at night. Yeah. <laughs> well, for people have been like DMing me like all day, like randomly, like five or six people, which when you're married and you have it, you're not looking. That seems like a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, but on Snapchat, like 11.30 at night, uh, I get a snap, and it's from, I mean, I don't feel the need to, like, I don't, there's no last name, it was just the first name, it was just Max, mm -hmm. Max, you know, is Snapchatting you, and he sends me a picture at first, and I was bold enough to open it, <laughs> and, but it just said, you know, hey there, and that was, like, all it said, and so I was like, oh, I'll just say hello, they probably found me on Instagram, that's cool that they would, like, follow me on Snapchat, like, that's cool, and it wasn't derogatory, mm -hmm. like, if it was derogatory, it would have been an instantaneous block, like, we're not doing this, Yeah. but it was just totally just, hey there, and so I was like, hey, thanks for having me on Snapchat, and blah, blah, blah. Well, like, just a few, and he goes, you're really cute. 
and then and I was like, thanks. And then boom, the unsolicited pick <laughs> of the male genitalia. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I was cut off guard because it hasn't happened to me in so long. It happened to me like in that brief period of time we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't happened in so long. Like, yeah. <laughs> like why? And so I was like, okay, I know a lot of single girls and I know like some of their responses, how they normally respond to things. If it had been like on Facebook Messenger or something like that, I would have like requested money from them. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Morgan has requested a hundred dollars for blindness. <laughs> like, <laughs> but what I did is I googled, um, I googled Harry male genitalia and <laughs> I saved the picture to my phone and then I sent it to Max and then I put same. <laughs> Like, I kid you not, not even a minute goes by, and he has removed me from Snapchat. Like, I don't want to say it's unfriended, but, like, basically that situation where right. he's like, like, nope, no longer interested. And, I mean, I'm sure he knew that I was playing, like, playing a joke on him and, like, yeah. those kinds of things. But, gentlemen, my God, quit it. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, do you appreciate an unsolicited pick like that? Not all the time. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's like... Or, like, they, we haven't even already initiated a conversation and, like, gotten to that point where it's like, oh, do you want to right. or whatever? Some, but, yeah, sometimes it's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? It's, it's, it's unnecessary. But then sometimes there are, like, a really good one. It's just like... Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, mate. <laughs> Good on you, mate. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. But I, I felt like, I felt like, <laughs> now aroused. I was like laughing when it happened. Because this is like the moment I've been waiting for in my whole life where I could just like, like, just, just like basically wave the big finger at an unsolicited pic. And, <laughs> and it was, it was just one of those moments like where all these girls in my life, they get them all the time. You know, they're single or they're on these apps. You know, they get them all the time. And so they've come up with all these creative ways to just deal with it. But, gentlemen, true story. That's not what a lady wants. Right. <laughs> like, don't do that. Yeah. You're not getting what you want out of it. Especially, I mean, if it's like specifically for a hookup, I mean, I guess that's a little less creepy right but if you're on an app and you have the intentions of like talking to someone and then all of a sudden you just throw out a dick pic mm -hmm. it's like what does that mean like <laughs> also max not that impressed right <laughs> <laughs> but like it it i have never gotten one and thought oh i need to go visit that yeah. <laughs> like it's no it's never it's never been that situation and it's always just been so telling of character for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, and uh, straight guys can be so douchey, first of all. Gay men can be catty, but I feel like there's just, like, a whole level of, like, especially white straight dudes, like, where they just feel like they can just throw it around 
and get whatever they want and do whatever they want and say whatever they want. And there's no repercussions because eventually someone will date them. Right. And I feel bad for that someone. Yeah. But it's true. Like, I can think of three or four guys off the top of my head who I legitimately assumed would never get married mm -hmm. because... They're pieces just, of garbage. Yeah. They're just... <laughs> they're just masochists and, like, anti-feminism. And, first of all, that means you're anti-equality. That's what that means. Yeah. If you're anti-feminist, you're anti-equality to me. And we just, like, differ on so many moral things. And I'm like... What? Who would ever marry this dude? And like some of them are now like having kids, and I'm just like, Yay. I hope you have a little girl, and you can learn how wrong you were about how they should be treated. Yeah. Because if they have a little boy, they're just gonna raise them to be crappy dudes. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do anything different. They're just gonna be like, oh, boys are easier. No, boys are just as hard if you parent them correctly. Yeah. You know, you need to instill those. Those values that you instill into your daughters, into your boys, right? And trust that they're going to make sound decisions of character at all times in their adult life. Because you are, you're raising a citizen, mm -hmm. and yeah, like a real human being. Like, a real human, <laughs> like you're not just raising a teenage boy. Like I feel like people like see parenthood stopping at like that teenage level. Mm -hmm. They don't like, oh, I just need to get them through high school. Like, nah, fam. Yeah. You gotta prepare them for real, actual life. And, you know, there might be parents out there who are like, I'm offended by this. How dare you say that's all I think about my kids? First off, you think I'm talking about you. That's yeah. that's on you. That's not on me. Right. You've assigned that to yourself. Yeah. Um, I Like my sister, definitely not how she parents. Like, she is raising citizens of the world. And, you know, I may talk about Megan a lot and her little girls throughout this podcast, um, but... Uh, Megan and I differ in opinion on a lot of things. We haven't always had a great relationship. That's a pretty well-known fact in my life and amongst my friends and probably all of our family. But we're just, there was a big age gap. We just didn't always go on. But I will never have a negative view of how Megan parents her girls and how she raises them. Because she raises them to be fiercely independent and strong and opinionated and just like like Madeline and her and her friend they they were sad when Trump won because they, they thought he was a bully because you know I, I mean at that age good times good <laughs> so <laughs> get refreshed but I mean so I'll probably talk about them a lot. But I just, I do, I think if you're parenting right now, one, parenting is a lot harder now because of social media. But I genuinely think, like, if you're not conscious of the fact that this person could make or break real life situations 15 years, 20 years from right now, I mean, somebody out there is raising a president right now. Somebody out there has a four-year-old that will be president one day. And that's crazy. But can you imagine? Hello! <laughs> Ma'am! Pets and a podcast. That's what we should name it. <laughs> so, somebody out there has a four-year-old that's going to be president of the United States. And can you imagine if they didn't do their due diligence? to like raise them appropriately like 
it just it makes it makes it makes me crazy like thinking about that like that there's those possibility in so many children to be like senators and congressmen and women and like do all these amazing things but like somebody could fail them as a parent and like affect that sort of like future for them yeah and or I mean they could be a, they could be on the path to be a firefighter or an incredible police chief or like all of these things that make a huge difference in our society but how you parent them can affect those things and I don't think we see that I think we see that oh oh our children's choices affect where they go in the future mm-hmm. but I don't if you don't instill in them and nurture them with a certain level of character they're not going to get there on right. their own like I'm not just going to decide on my own to be a police chief because the system is corrupt and I want to be the change that you know police in this certain area need yeah like I'm not going to decide that on my own I have to I have to be given a little like bit of knowledge I have to be aware of the systemic oppression that's happening to people of color and I was never made aware of that as a kid like that never happened right and to be honest I'm not sure my parents agree that there is a systemic oppression happening yeah and that's hard that's hard when you went to community college in an inner in an inner city area where the vast majority of the like other students are from the surrounding urban area and schools that are considered under you know underserved and just really not succeeding I mean obviously the people I was in classes with and the students at that community college, they were doing the most. You know what I mean? Like, they were absolutely working their tail off. They were absolutely working to get out of whatever situation they came from to better themselves. And I have never been ashamed to say that that is where I spent three years of my education. That was an incredible place for me to grow. I learned so much there about just, like, the racial tensions in Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas, and just even the surrounding areas, I learned so much about what it was like to really grow up in Wyandotte. Mm-hmm. And yes, I grew up in Wyandotte County, which, I mean, is the smallest but most racially diverse county in the state. But I grew up in, like, the white part. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I grew up in Bonner. So it's, so it's one of those things that it was never, like, obvious to me. But, like, should have been my parents should have been telling me about those things and again not to step on our parents that's not what this is about um so what I mean that should have that should have been a thing and like you grew up like you moved quite a bit mm-hmm. because of your dad's job yeah but the majority of it was in Johnson County that's where I grew up and if you're not from this area then um you probably don't know but Johnson County was when I was growing up the fourth richest county in the whole country mm-hmm and so, um, you grew up in a very middle class family. You grew up in the very middle class area of Johnson County. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you were like the fourth richest family in the state. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no,
there are people in the top one percent. You know the the United States oh, wealth wise yeah. living in Johnson County. Yeah. And um, but Johnson County borders what Wyandotte County. Oh right. Which is one of the top like most impoverished mm-hmm. like areas definitely in the state and then probably in the like as far as like the midwest and in the country it's probably pretty rough yeah um but it's so crazy because it is there's just like a little border and you, it's like the poorest live right next door to the richest and you hear about this all the time and we weren't planning on like deep diving like racial like divides in the kansas area but like it's it's beyond me about how that occurs and I think the fact that people don't think about it and are not aware of it is bizarre and it's it's privilege yeah. you know what I mean like I feel like that's a privilege to not be aware of it because that means it's not affecting you yeah. and my parents both work in Johnson County my dad uh, I don't think I'm going to share his name because he's a really private person. But my dad works, um, he's worked on like Mercedes-Benz cars for like ever. Uh, longer than he's been married, but my mom and they've been married over 35 years. And um, he runs a Mercedes shop in Johnson County. And he does a fabulous job and he's great at his job. But he drives from Leavenworth County all the way out there because we couldn't afford when he got that job there to live within the same county as where he worked. My mom also works in Johnson County. She works like 10 minutes from my dad. Mm-hmm. And she, again, drives 27 miles every day, one way, to get to work. Because they will hire people. Johnson County businesses want to be in Johnson County because the people hire Johnson County businesses. My mom's is a little bit of an exception because it's a construction company. And that construction company, the people who own it are magnificent people. I will never say a bad word about the place where my mom works. I worked there for five years. They're incredible. No harm, no foul on my end. Um, they're incredibly giving people. They give a lot of charities. They are there because of the construction business in that area. Yeah. That's why it's a location of convenience. But like, Mercedes being sold and repaired in Johnson County, <laughs> you know, there's a reason why. It's because the people who buy them live right. there. Right. And, but the people who work on them don't. They live in Wyandotte. And they live, or they live on the very edge of Shawnee, you know, on the very edge of the Johnson County line. Mm-hmm. As close to Wyandotte as you can get without being there. Or they live in, you know, Baser and Tonganoxie and like these surrounding areas of Leavenworth County. And, that's just so telling that I will pay two hundred. You know, I will pay quote unquote two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a car, and that will profit this business. And this business will have a repair shop for my two hundred fifty thousand dollar car. But they are not going to pay the individuals who repair it enough money to live in the area nearby for work. Right. And like. I don't, I never thought about that until I was an adult, but that is just like more systemic oppression. There are, I think, many people of color in my dad's shop, mm-hmm. you know, and lots of them live in that like KCK, you know, area and where it's just more affordable. But 
it's crazy to me that you're working on two hundred plus thousand dollar cars. You can't afford to live in a house within ten minutes of work. Yeah. You know, like that equation just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is how, in general, mechanics are paid based on hours worked, and like it's a whole like equation. Right. But like, if you're working on Mercedes, you should be making more than a guy working on Fords. I guess, yeah. It's it's way more complicated technology. Yeah. Like Mercedes Benz was the first um, car company to have like the backup uh, video cameras and stuff. The first company to have like satellite radios and like iPod docks and like all of those kinds of things. And their technology has always been ahead, except for maybe Tesla, mm-hmm. who has like just really come out of nowhere in the last, you know, two years. Probably three or four really. But um but Mercedes Benz has always been just kind of like a step ahead of those kinds of things. And my dad straight up says that he rarely hires a guy anymore that doesn't have some sort of IT certification or degree because there's so much computer in those cars. But my dad has no college education, no college diploma, and the most he knows about IT is what's in those vehicles because he's constantly learning and going to classes and get, you know, an education on those cars. But, like, today, I couldn't just start changing tires and oil in a shop and, you know... 10, 15 years from now, be working on Mercedes anymore. Like, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. My dad had the benefit of coming into cars when cars were, you know, essentially complex, simple machines. Yeah. And he did. He started out, you know, just doing doing the least, you know, the small stuff that, that made quick money for a shop in San Diego. Yeah. And eventually, you know, he's now doing what he's doing. But I say that all to... To say, you know, my dad is in a situation where he should recognize this kind of issue, but he, but I don't think that he agrees that it exists, and it's it's beyond me. Like I don't understand yeah. how that is occurring, and I think it's I think it's prevalent in a lot of families, uh, white families, especially, mm-hmm. and like. Your dad had to travel across the world yeah. for work. Yeah. So when did that happen? When did your dad leave the States? Well, he... Oh, I, I don't remember the exact year, but it was... He's been doing this for at least, I'd say, 13, 14 years now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think it was bef- the first time we lived in Gardner was when he... Already, no. It must have been when we lived in Colorado. Or was it? I don't remember. He's been over there for at least ten plus years. Um, first in Afghanistan is where he was on a military base. And once again, I don't. I really don't know what he actually does. <laughs> right. Well, and part of that might be because it's a little bit revolving around the military. Well, it's, no, it's not even that. It's like oh. it's not like a secret agent. Like, oh. oh he, he had to have government clearance for things. Mm-hmm. He, like, fixes... Not fixes, but... He does something with phone lines and, like, I think computer lines, too. He's... He and, like, a few people in the world are, like, still on analog stuff. And so he, they're there to make sure that that stuff is stays working and is working and so continue to work. Um, I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to do that without going 
to like classes and stuff like that to mm -hmm. like kind of get along with the curve and like right. the future and all the, the digital stuff now. So that's what he's been doing and he's been doing it, uh, like I said, Afghanistan. That was the majority of the time he was there for probably like six or seven years. And then he's uh, he was in Kuwait um, for a while doing that stuff now, uh, or then, and then now he's in Greece. So he, and yeah, he just, he's just never been able to find really any substantial work here in the States with what he does. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it, it by no means pays like immensely well. I mean, it's just kind of a regular basic job, but um, yeah. And I can't, I can't imagine like picking up and like saying, okay, well I have to support my family, so I'm gonna leave them half a world away and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go do this. And I mean you call him what, once a year? Yeah, well the 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 beginning it was um, like twice a year. Mm -hmm. It was only for like a couple weeks at a time. And then it was just cheaper for him to come home um, once a year for like a month. We did the twice a year thing, that was for uh, a really long time, that was probably for the first five or six years that he mm -hmm. was over there. And then it was just easier for him to come home once a month. He, we tried to do it either the summertime, there were a couple of times where he was able to come home during the holidays, mm -hmm. but that's that um, trying to get vacation time off for that was just really hard because it's first come, first serve with that. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, first couple of years it was difficult, and then it was just kind of. It's kind of how things are now, so. Wow. Yeah. I can't. My mom's a trooper. She, yeah. For <laughs> raising us through the lassoes. For our entire existence. Um, good times. <laughs> I still can't believe I haven't met your mom. I need to meet your mama. We've only known each other for about a year. I know, but it feels the majority like... of that year, my mom hasn't been in the States. True. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like I should know, I should know her by face, but I don't. It's okay, Mama Kiana, if you watch Didn't it, you meet her at one of her performances? For opera performances? I don't think so. Oh, maybe that was just Tyler and Katie. Maybe. And I didn't even actually meet. They just like saw her? Yeah. Well, I think Tyler told my mom and my sister where to go for one of the performances, but... I don't know. But Mama Cannon, if you're watching, much love. I'll meet you soon. <laughs> Mama Cannon. <laughs> oh, Izzy, hello. hello. We have a we have a guest at the table. If you're watching, you can see her little face. Yeah, you want to be a part of the podcast? You already have been. You're well known. <laughs> Your bark is telltale. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm like not contributing to this at all today. I am at half speed today. You're contributing. I feel like you're contributing. Eh. You talked a lot in the first 20 minutes about online dating. Yeah, but even then I was like, I'm not here. <laughs> not here for it. Getting all the kisses. But, um, so, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. But something else I was kind of thinking about is like, I was looking on... So something else I was thinking about is like how 
on this and goes back to social media. Like social media, like what is up with Instagram? Can we just talk about how bizarre the standards on Instagram are? Oh, they're ridiculous. It's so bizarre. Like like Snapchat, you can post the weirdest things to it. Like there's there's like a level of formality associated mm -hmm. with like what you post. Like Twitter is a free for all. Yeah. Like post your opinion anytime, anywhere. Say something, we don't care. Mm -hmm. Like that's Twitter. But Snapchat is kind of like the next level where people are always like posting pictures of their friends and like just crazy stuff. Like not necessarily any sort of like rules or regulations. I feel like the only type of people that like really are careful about what they post on Snapchat is like celebrities. Yeah. And then, um, or if like your mom's watching, <laughs> right. but then there's also like that level of formality that comes in with Facebook, which I feel is weird. And Facebook is like the pristine, clean, like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's like my perfect life framed by Facebook. Facebook, I pretty much use for family, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much that is, and then like Twitter. All I use that for is, like, celebrity stuff, really. I mean, like, mm -hmm. what's going on around the world. Because, I mean, that's that's where I get my news from, is from Twitter. Yeah. You just go to the moments, and then usually most everything is <laughs> What did Trump there. do today? Right. And, I mean, I, I could probably go without Instagram, to be quite honest. Right. Because, one, most things that people post on Twitter... Or on Instagram, or vice versa, mm -hmm. and I just, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not the, just not the biggest fan of Instagram. I think we need to up your Instagram game. I think I just don't like taking pictures of myself. Okay, but let me take pictures of you. <laughs> still, no, no, because I was just thinking, I was like, what if you became like a plus size man influencer, like? Eh. No, that just sounds like a lot of work. Well, plus you have to give the people who listen to our podcast places to follow you. Well, yeah, but that's why I have... Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, aka, I have to post for us on Instagram. Right. <laughs> I was taking pictures for Instagram today in the bathroom. Jamie heard my little camera shutter. <laughs> and I was like, don't mind me. Just <laughs> taking the grand photo. But it's so bizarre to me. Like... Or I guess if I, if I didn't have the others, and Instagram was literally my only one, right? I'd be like, well, plus, I just, like I said, I hate taking pictures of myself, and it's like, what else am I going to take pictures of? I'm either here, at school, or at work, and personally, I feel like I have nothing <laughs> to, like, nothing interesting going on, so it's like, why would I post anything? So, and I hate... No offense to people who take selfies all day, every day, put filters galore on them, and post them constantly, but that is just not me. I feel like you're I coming just, for my brand. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just you. I mean, there's a no. fuck ton of people that do yeah. that, and I'm just, I don't, I don't know, I just don't do that. It's not that I think I'm ugly. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> but like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was, I was just kind of like perusing Instagram this morning and I was and I was thinking about it like I could I have posted pictures of on Instagram of me without makeup mm -hmm. 
and there are still some pretty old photos from like 2013 and before I think on my Instagram but as far as like actually posting photos I feel like if it's like a no makeup photo like it still has to be like a cute situation like it can't just it can't just be like a selfie with like no makeup on like the only one I posted recently was uh, at the pool mm -hmm. we, we were at a pool day we took some cute pool photos and I posted one and um, but still like it was the lighting was perfect you know like I was like it was a cute pose it was a cute caption like right. there was like a whole thing mm -hmm. and the formality of Instagram is just like bizarre to me and I mean, like, people talk about, like, their Instagram's aesthetic, and I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. Like, like if you go... Yeah, that's fucking weird. <laughs> I... Well, and to me, that really, like, I only really, really see that when it's, um, like, influencers or, like, Or someone trying really, really hard to be one. Yeah, and that is when it gets, like, why? <laughs> Don't you have, a, like, anything better to do? Me? No. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, I get, or, like, their intention is that they want to become, like, Instagram famous. I'm like, See, no. go away. Like, <laughs> go get a fucking job. <laughs> do something with your life. Well, and I don't think I'm, like, okay, so, because of the YouTube channel, I have, I am on every kind of social media. You can find me on Pinterest, girl. Like, mm -hmm. I'm still there. I'm still active. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, um. Because of like my YouTube channel, like all of those things, it wasn't started. I talked about this a little bit on the channel, but like it wasn't started because I wanted to be like YouTube famous. Mm -hmm. If that was my intent, I would have done crazy videos. I would have been an out there personality. I am a pretty out there personality. I'm very mm -hmm. fun. <laughs> Barefoot, but um, I wouldn't have been there for just like casually talking about makeup talking about drugstore brands but legitimately the number one reason I started my uh, YouTube channel was because there was a need in my life for a plus-size youtuber that talked about makeup because I had an interest in makeup I watched a lot of beauty youtubers I wanted someone who was plus-size and didn't just wear Chanel makeup and like really expensive. I wanted someone who talked about drugstore items. I wanted someone who was like more real and affordable. And do I have high-end makeup in my vanity? Absolutely I do. But the vast majority of what I use isn't that expensive. Like the most expensive things I use are usually like eyeshadows because like there was an eyeshadow that I like palette I had to buy because it was like stunning. <laughs> but like that would be you know like the high end thing that I would be using. But like my favorite blush costs like seven or eight dollars, mm -hmm. and you know it's not something that I spent a lot of money on. And I think that's kind of, it's kind of a similar thing is kind of what draws me to Instagram. Is I don't there's only so many plus size women out there bringing positivity that do not have a scandalous past mm -hmm. like there are some like I hate this phrase but like feminazi you know feminists that are just really 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 aggressive and 
basically. <laughs> oh no, your chair. So basically, like, they are just like really, really aggressive and in a way that is anti-men. Because like, feminism isn't inherently anti-men. It's just pro everyone. Yeah. And like, or they haven't like ripped people off for money or said racist things. Like, I I know of very few. And like, there's a few people I'll post in the description of the actual YouTube video for this, but I'll post in the description box there, you know, some recommendations for Instagrams to follow. Of course, I'll post all of our social media there as well. But genuinely, I just feel like, and I think that's also kind of why we started this pro podcast, somebody say something. It's because we feel like we belong to an underrepresented, underrepresented group of people between the two of us. Mm -hmm. I feel like there is like, we are both white. <laughs> There's no kidding around that. Um, but we're absolutely allies to people of color, and, um, if, if there is something that we want, really want to get out of this, it's just that, you know, we're out here, you know, you're not, you're not alone in this if you relate to any of our struggles, you know, we, we're, we out here and we doing it, like, <laughs> um, we're leisuring, but... <laughs> I don't know. It's and I think I think that's like where it all comes down to for me. It's just like somebody needed to say something, and eventually you have to quit asking somebody else to do things for you. Like you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You just have to eventually just like okay, enough is enough, and just kind of go with it. And that's that's kind of where like the YouTube channel kind of came into play, and that's why I've been like pushing mainstream more recently. So I kind of. I had the feeling like I was I was gonna be putting myself back out there on YouTube, and I was hoping we would get this podcast started. We talked about it a few times, you know, before, and so like I've been revamping my Instagram, trying to get more attention to that, so I can draw more attention to us in the mm -hmm. long run. Because I feel like if we can sit people down for an hour once a week and just talk about these things, like. Today we talked about online dating and the racial divide and the racial divide in Kansas and like the Kansas City area and like we talked about all sorts of things and we rambled and we jumped around and you know if maybe we should be more one to two topic oriented let us know but um, for now it's just like whatever is kind of on our hearts and present there but I don't know I think I think just sitting down for an hour and just kind of letting people know they're not alone and maybe turning on a light bulb in somebody else's head is worth our time. Mm -hmm. I really do feel like it's worth our time. Yeah. But, Jamie, do you have anything else you want to talk about today? Not really. Like I said, I'm at half speed today. My brain is not on. I'm going to have to give you a day off tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I need to edit my video from yesterday. Mm. Still, I haven't done that yet. So, But it's a get ready with me, so it should be up. No trouble at all. If you guys haven't seen it yet, it's already up on the channel by the time you're listening to this. So go check out that and be sure to subscribe. Turn on notifications if you feel like it. Otherwise, it's all good. But um, I guess this was our episode number two yeah. of Somebody Say Something. And mm -hmm. we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye.